Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Positively Angela, and she's going to be here shortly, maybe a few minutes. You know, she does so much, and if she took an hour to show up, trust me, I would definitely wait. You know, we have to appreciate individuals like Angela. From the day she was born, it was almost as though she was destined to do what she does. We have people in our lives that bring energy, negative energy, positive energy. Sometimes it fluctuates depending on what they go through in this life. And I have to say that regardless to whatever goes on in her life, which she has pretty much in order, the bottom line is that she brings a vibration that raises us all up. If you're already there on a high vibration, it's appreciated. If you're going through something and you have a low vibration going on, it's very much appreciated. But I have never seen someone who is just, while nobody's perfect, as far as situations is, is concerned, to manifest a person to be this way where they study, they have the wisdom, they have the influences from young to mold them into this as to what she is now as a healer, as a person you can consult with, as a person who, no matter where you are in life, she finds a way to make you feel good, not just to make you feel good, but to make you feel good in the fact that you can improve and do better. Because how many people that we've known in this lifetime that they may be friends, you know, they know you, you've been around each other for years, but they have a knack for bringing you down. And when you're feeling good and your situation is doing good, it appears as though they're not happy for you. And they're only happy for you when you're down and out. Now they will come to help you. If you're sick, they will come by to help take care of you. If you have, you know, because they want to see your pain. Well, Angela is not anything near that. She wants to see you do good. And there are many people in her lane of speaking of positive things and motivational things. And the bottom line is that they're just there for a buck. So even in our support of Angela, it should be overwhelming because she's not there just for that. She sincerely likes to see the veils lifted off of the eyes, the ignorance lifted off of our lives, you know, the traps and the shackles lifted off of our minds. She takes great joy in that. And I see that. So take it from me, Positively Angela is one in a million, and she's a person that once she touches your life, you'll never forget her. She has that kind of vibe, and I love her very much righteously. So let me take a look at this chat room. Mix genre faves. I want to thank you for all that you do for the platforms. I say platforms, different shows, whether it's me or not. You know, ain't not 424. I'm glad you're here. Positively Angela will be here shortly, and um, I've been working behind the scenes and um, I want to check up with my friend, Mick Shower, about that uh, forum. Um, it's coming soon, and you'll be the first to know. Trust me. Um, like I said, it, time is really flying because it's almost like we're doing these shows with Angela every other day, which is a good thing. You know, yeah. R Roderick, she'll be here shortly. And um, I gave it a link. Let me just check with her. You know, she always has something cooking because she's uh, always multitasking. But when she comes on to the show here, she is totally focused, totally focused. Let me see here. Let me make sure I sent the right link to, you know. But I love this vibe. I love it so much. 
And we're going to continue on on so many different levels because the different people that come on the show and share their wisdom, they bring a different energy, but it all ends up in positivity. You know, it's like going to a bakery where they have cakes. <laughs> there she is. There she is. Let me let her on in. Yes, we were just talking about you in such a lovely way. Positively, Angela, let me remove this banner. And um, <laughs> you were talking about me. <laughs> yes, yes. We're talking about how much we love you and how much of a uplifting, positive force you are in our lives. Uh, yes. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to be here. Thank you all for waiting so patiently. Um, I'm, I'm looking in the chat. I can see um, mixed genre. D. Griffin. Oh, Broderick is here. That's a lovely name, Broderick. I haven't heard that name. You don't think of Matthew Broderick, but you know we heard Broderick, right? Um, a not hi. I see you all. Um, it's good to be here. <laughs> it's good to see you, Lance. Um, Even though you don't see me, I'm here. <laughs> I just got. Let me just see one of my idiosyncrasies. I got to shave every day. And if I don't shave that day, I can't get on. Nobody can see me. I won't come out. I got to shave my head and my face. I'm weird. <laughs> Unless it's nighttime and nobody can see me. I'll go out there, do that, do come back. But I got I to gotta hang up about hair. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I understand because some days I'm like, oh, I still can't find all of my scarves because sometimes I'd wrap my hair. But, uh, but I can pull out my afro today. I'm like, oh, Lord, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> but it starts to grow in here like ah! so I get it. I totally get it. Totally. I don't know. My boy, he's 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 taking a nap right there. But it's all good. He's right mm -hmm. there. So I, he gets to be part of the, the joy, right? Um D Griffin, love and light to you also. <laughs> uh, just yeah. want to say, and this is your show, but Broderick asked if I have a cash app, and I just have to say that when on this keyboard, I have to change because uh, apostrophes don't work. The at sign doesn't work. So when I say things excited, I don't, I can't put, you know, so it's like I'm dry and, and, and you know, so I put landscape live, but, you know, I'm not trying to step on her toes, but that's what it is. But, um, but remember, Positively Angela also has a cash app too. <laughs> no, you know what? Canadians don't have cash app. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, Only you can. Our Canadian, our Canadian laws. The government doesn't like anything they can't put their hands on. So. Yeah, true. <laughs> true. <laughs> wow. But yeah, that's, that's, that's what it's like. Oh, you know what? Let me do this and put this here. Hang on a quick second, Lance. Sure, take your time. I just had to put my phone on Do Not Disturb. There you go. Well, anyway, I'm going to. The floor is yours. I want to hear what you have to say. Oh, sure. and, um, oh yeah, I'm going to be right here. <laughs> well, tonight we're talking about Laban seeing spots. You oh. will remember who Laban is. Laban is Jacob's father-in-law. Remember Jacob and Esau, right? Jacob stole Esau's birthright. So he runs away and he goes to Laban and he meets Rachel. Now, you know, Rachel, lovely form and face. My, my, she was delightful to gaze upon. So he sees her and he says to Laban, oh, I want to marry her. And Laban said, well, in order to marry her, work for seven years for me. And I'll let you have her. 
So Jacob, you know, in seven years of labor, he toiled day and night and he was excited, you know? He was excited, he was at peace, he was ready. Seven years later, Laban comes to Jacob and says, well, you know, but before he said that, the wedding night happens. Laban shuffles Leah. <laughs> he shuffles Leah into the wedding tent. Morning comes around and Jacob was like, what have I done? You're not Rachel. Laban says, well, you know, another seven years. Now, Jacob is mad, you know, because <laughs> he busted his butt for seven years for Rachel and ends up with Leah. The, the Bible described her as dim of eyes. In other words, it, she was plain. <laughs> That's the kind way of putting it, dim of eyes. So he works for another seven years. Now, in this seven years, this other seven years, he starts to work. He's building up his livestock. Laban says to him, all of the spotted and blemished livestock can be yours. They're yours. You can take them. So Jacob was like, is that so? All right. So one day, because he, he took care of the livestock, he would feed them and water them and breed them. Yeah. So he's out in the field. And he's got them lined up in the troughs. And an idea comes to his mind. The idea was, if I put spots, because remember all the spotted animals, Laban said well, they were blemished. And thus, he didn't want them because they were blemished. You know, oh, he can't have blemished stuff. So Jacob says, okay. So he puts spots in front of the animals as they are feeding and drinking and breeding. <laughs> so what happens? The animals start to see spots. Now, here's the thing. He didn't just do that with any old livestock. He did that with the strongest of the livestock. You know, the sturdy ones that when they bred, they reproduce strong offspring. So here he is breeding all of these strong livestock, but they look spotted because they saw the spots. So because that's what they saw, that's what they reproduced. Hmm. So in the 14 years that he worked for Laban, he amassed this strong, sturdy livestock. Because remember, Laban was just short-sighted. He only saw what was right in front of him. So if they were spotted, they were blemished, therefore they were no good to him. But then he started to realize, what in the Sam Hill? Why are all the spotted ones going to you? Well, you told him he could have them. So Jacob bred all of this strong and powerful livestock, reproduced them all so that he could have something because that's where a lot of your value came from was in your livestock, how many children you had. So Leah now, Leah got pregnant because as the Bible tells you, Jacob went in unto her. You know what that means. He went in unto her, but I, <laughs> I digress. So she had all of these kids, 10 to be exact. Rachel started out being barren and couldn't have any children. And so Leah, <laughs> Leah was like, oh, I'm ugly. 
<laughs> but I got all his babies though. <laughs> you, you know how they get. And she was like, oh, you're pretty, but you can't have any babies. Your womb is barren. Oh, too bad for you. Because she knew, Leah knew that Jacob loved Rachel. But you know, that didn't stop Jacob and Rachel from trying. And so they ended up with two boys, Joseph and Benjamin. And you see, out of the 12 children that Jacob had, oh dear, he loved those two and Rachel the most. In spite of Rachel having, I mean, Leah having 10. Yes, he tolerated Leah, but he loved Rachel, Benjamin, and Joseph. So when he finally left Laban, he not only had 12 children, but he had thousands of livestock. And he was wealthy. Where's the law in this situation? Well, the law is really obvious here. Rachel is the desire that we want, right? But we have to put in that work to get it. And you know, you put in all of that work and then all of a sudden you, you hear, oh, I didn't get what I wanted. We didn't get what you wanted. You got Leah. you got the dim eyes, right? The not so pretty thing, you got that. But what do you do? You don't chuck it. He didn't toss away Leah. He still built up his wealth with Leah. He built with her nonetheless. So if you get something that you deem not 100% what you want, you still put in the work and you build from there. Because why? You go back to the drawing board, you reshape yourself, which is the extra seven years. And eventually he did get Rachel. But here's the other beautiful thing with the livestock. Remember he was told, if the livestock is blemished, then you know, blemish usually meant sickly. But you see what he did, he put blemishes in front of strong livestock. So all they did was reproduce the spots. All they did was reproduce the blemish. Hmm, sounds like the law of correspondence to me, as within, so without. They kept seeing it, they would eat they'd see the spots. They would drink, they would see the spots. They would breathe, they would see the spots. So all they did was reproduce the spots. But remember, they were strong. Laban, on the other hand, being short-sighted, he could only see the flaw. He could not see what was actually there. So for us, you put in the work, don't just cast it off and say, well, uh, this doesn't work for me, so I'm not going to try again. I'm not going to I'm not gonna work. I'm not gonna do it because I didn't get quite what I wanted. Ah, it's okay. Go back to the drawing board and shape it a little bit better. Why? What did those livestock see? Their, Jacob's goal was ever before him. What was his goal? His goal was Rachel and children and his goal was a mass of healthy livestock. That was his goal. And so he used Laban's short-sightedness. He used it. <laughs> you have to use everything at your disposal. Laban said to him, everything that is blemished, you can have, because I don't want blemishes in my space. So Jacob, created blemishes. 
he created the illusion of blemishes because the livestock were healthy. So you see, your goal should ever be before you. You do not get distracted from your goal. Listen, do you... When you care about something that you want to create, when you love that thing that you want to create, 14 years is a piece of cake. Huh? How do I know? He worked seven years for Rachel to begin with, but he was tricked. He was tricked. His eye was deceived and he ended up with Leah. But because he loved Rachel so much, so the thing that you want to create, you must love it and care for it. Why? Because then you won't walk away from it. You won't leave it and say, you know what? That's too hard to accomplish. I'm done. Eh, me don't want to do it anymore. That's what that's what you would do. If that thing, if you don't care about it enough to stick it out, to stick with it. Now, here's a question. How, how do you know if you should stick with it or just walk away? Like, he could have cut his losses with Leah. I'm sure he could have. But if he had cut his losses with Leah and his 10 sons, he wouldn't have had time to amass the livestock. He wouldn't have had time to amass anything. So when you are dealing with a situation, you look at it and you say, ah, this is not what I wanted. We get to a point where we have to make the best with that situation because the effect, you understand, the effect of having Leah and raising a family with her creates a cause. And that cause was Laban saying, you know, take the sickly and spotted and blemished livestock. Take those, because I feel for you. Got all these mouths to feed and you don't have any money. So I feel for you. And Jacob didn't say no. He didn't say, oh, so I'm beneath you now. You think you're better than me? Oh, he didn't say that. He didn't judge Laban. He used what he was given. This is why you've got to use the tools you were given. The tools he was given was what? He was the one in charge of livestock. So he was in a prime position. And so because he was in that prime position, because he was taking care of the livestock, he got to manipulate what the livestock saw. So you are in a prime position. You are in a prime position to take advantage of the situation that you are in. Now, was Laban shortchanged? I can't say, I can only speculate and tell you, I don't think that Jacob was, uh, based on prior history, anybody would say, well, he got what he deserved because he stole his brother's birthright. So it, it only stands to reason that he would be lied to. But you see, we always have the ability to change. We always have the ability to change. And what he did was he changed. He recognized because he was on the run from his brother. And he recognized, okay, look, I, I, I really messed up back there. What do I want to do? What can I use here? Now, I don't want to take advantage of Laban. So for every however many healthy livestock that he put spots in front of, he would still allow. Because if you think about it, if Laban had to come out there and seen sickly livestock in his flock and they weren't spotted, there would have been a problem. 
and the story does not allude to any problem being there. So we can safely speculate that he did not fleece. Ah, that was such a good pun because it was probably sheep. He was raised so he, so he didn't fleece Laban, yeah? He took what he needed, but he also left Laban with stuff as well because you can't deplete that, right? So the whole thing here is know what it is that you want. But you better love that thing that it is you say you want. Because if you can so easily walk away from it. Now, I know sometimes we think, but if it's so hard to accomplish, shouldn't I just toss in a towel? Shouldn't I just let go? Well, that depends. Do you love it? Do you love it? How much do you care about it? Because it is the care of something that will see you through no matter how long it takes. Thick or thin, height or depth, it doesn't matter. So long as you love and care for that thing and you are passionate about it, look at it. She was beautiful. Oh, he was real passionate, let me tell you. He was very passionate. <laughs> Leah shared in that passion, but she just didn't know but he was passionate about the desire he had and that's why he stuck it out. You see, when you're passionate about the thing it is that you are creating, you stick with it. And so the time and effort that you put in does not come across as tedious work. It doesn't come across like that. Yeah, you'll stop and say, oh God, are we there yet? But then you'll be reminded, you know what? Cause she'll walk by and you'll say, oh, Oh, you know, you know, I love her. Oh, you know, I love this. And so that's what he did. He stuck it out. So where in your life have you decided to get up and say, I want to create this thing in my world? But you met with some kind of resistance, some kind of delay, some kind of drawback. Where have you encountered that before? Now look at it, look at it, the setback, Leah, but look at the desire, Rachel. Is Rachel worth it? Because if you look at it, I want you to see the far reaching, because we covered Joseph, right? I want you to see the far reaching effects of his tenacity, of his determination, of his stubbornness, of his digging in his heels, keeping his hand on the plow and not giving up. I want you to see the far reaching effects. Had he had thrown in the towel, yeah? Those 10 brothers wouldn't have had anybody to hate, thereby to sell into slavery. And if they didn't have anybody, Joseph, to sell into slavery, then that famine came around, they would have died. Why? Because Joseph would not have been there if he'd have left Rachel. So when you have a cause, it creates an effect, which will create another cause. And you'll do something creating another effect, creating another cause. Or it has a ripple effect, a domino effect. It falls, 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 falls. It will do that. But had he not been tenacious, had he not been studious, had he not stuck it out, he would not have created a way out of a tough situation for himself and his family way down the road. Because Joseph was not a young little whippersnapper. I would say he was 16 when he was sold into slavery. So you see, 14 years for Laban, and then Rachel had the two boys, 
So good thing. You see, uh, quite a long time. Don't ask me because math is not my forte. Words are not numbers. <laughs> so you understand what I'm saying to you. Where in your life do you feel like giving up? You will know when you are supposed to toss in the towel, so to speak. You'll know. Because the thing, the thing that you say you want to create, if it does not captivate you, if you do not become impassioned when you think about it, see it, speak about it, but then it's easy to walk away from. You've got no skin in the game, right? But does that make sense to you tonight? Where are you in your walk? Where are you in your life? That goal you say you want to accomplish, which means, look at it. Laban said, okay, work for me for seven years. He had a course set out. He had tasks for Jacob to perform. What tasks are you doing to get you towards Rachel? He didn't just sit there with naked virgins fanning him and feeding him grapes. That's not what he did. He got up every morning. He watered and fed and bred all of the livestock. He toiled in the garden. He did all of that work. Why? Because all of those activities he was doing was leading him somewhere to his destination. Where was his destination? Rachel was the destination. He wanted to create a life with Rachel. So he had to do certain things. So what things do you need to be doing to create this life with Rachel? What, what things? Right? So even though he did all of those things and he ended up with Leah, it was the passion for Rachel that sustained him. It was the passion for Rachel. Because you notice, Laban, well, he held, he held a tight rein on Rachel. When he met when, when Jacob married Leah, oh, he didn't have Leah and Rachel. He only had Leah. That's why she had 10 sons. Right? So where are you? And what are you doing to get towards your goal? Because your goal, you understand, your goal is your desire. This is why you don't choose willy-nilly things. The thing that you want to accomplish has to get you all fired up. You have to burn for it. Romeo and Juliet, sound familiar? You have to burn for the thing you say you want to create because it is what drives you to create it. If you're not impassioned and fired up about it, you will do nothing. Fire moves. So you have to get off the couch. You have to get out of bed. Or in this case, Get out of the tent. You have to do something. You must because everything moves. Everything vibrates. It is law. So what, do you, what are you going to say? When you end up with Leah, what are you going to do? Oh, man, you see, this shit doesn't work. I don't get what I want. I'm stuck. Eh. Is that what you're going to do? Or will you sit down for a moment and you say, okay, look. I put in all of this work. That work was not in vain. Look at what I accumulated along the way. Look at what I learned about me along the way. Look at what came out of this. Okay, well, those are all good things. I mean, it wasn't who I wanted it with, but 
it was still good things nonetheless. You use what you have to continually inspire yourself. Notice the word inspire, the spirit within. Fire up the spirit within. That's your job. Inspiration. It comes from the law of correspondence, in. As within, so without. The spirit within must be moved to action. You see, the thing with the all is, the all is just moved because it wants to move. It needs nothing. It needs no impetus. It needs no thing to move it. It just moves because it does. We, on the other hand, as humans, because we haven't learned yet, we have not learned quite yet how to move ourselves without any motion. Think about that for a moment. If you continually rely on an emotion to move you and get you fired up, this is why some days we don't do. This is why some days we have to persist because we rely upon that emotion to move us. Right? But is it not better to know and move because you know? Instead of, I'll move when I feel like moving, oh dear. Glass house. <laughs> Glass house. So I, I'm not preaching to you. I'm speaking to myself. So understand that the time that you have put in previously for Leah is not in vain. You have honed and crafted you in that seven years. We see us. We want it. Where do you want it? We want it now. Well, the scripture does say, well, there is only now. There's only now. That's the popular talk as well. There is only now. There's only right now in this moment. So you already have it now. Put in the work. But you see, the work scares us. The work really, truly scares us because we think it is hard. We go into the work thinking, but what if I fail? What if I'm not good enough? We go into the work like that. What do you know? That's how you go into the work. Doing what you know, not what you huh, <laughs> I feel. No, go into the work with what you know. What do you know? If I plant this seed, I will reap this harvest. How do you know based on this story? The spots. What? How, did, how did he come up with that? How did he say to himself, hmm, if I put spots in front of healthy livestock, well, they have to reproduce the spots. How did he know to do that? Chances are he knew the law. He knew what was in had to come out. Because if you think about it, he wasn't breeding sickly livestock. What does that part mean? The livestock. Your thoughts, your thoughts. You notice how he wasn't breeding sickly ones? He wasn't having self-depreciating thoughts. Oh my God. Laban is like the worst. Well, he wouldn't have spoken like that. He was a man, he had to sell his whole trust. He would have said something like, oh Laban, you dirty old dog. You gave me this ugly heifer and now I'm stuck with her. Well, I'm gonna show you. So he put his back into it. He got 10 children. And after those 14 years, he got the desire. He put in the work, not once, 
Did he say, <clears throat> he didn't cry out in the field with the sheep? No, he was busy getting the sheep to procreate so he could amass wealth is what he was doing. So that he would have something to give Rachel. So what are you doing today? Are you crying over the fact that you ended up with Leah? Or are you going to use the situation with Leah to get you towards Rachel? Now here's the thing, because Leah always made fun of Rachel because she was barren at first. This is what old thoughts do, our old way of thinking. They pop into your mind and go, oh really? Oh, oh you have skills? Oh, oh, you think you can get somewhere? <laughs> Nobody's ever done it before. Who do you think you are? You don't have what it takes. Look at how long you've been trying and you still ain't get nowhere yet. Those old feelings and those old memories come and they taunt you. But because they taunt you, what does that mean? As my grandfather always says, everybody's got a mouth they can talk. They're only words. It is you who decides if you're going to let those taunts get to you or not, or will you use those taunts to fire you up towards the goal? You see, we sometimes allow people to say things to us, taunt us, make fun of us, belittle us, and we, we cry in the corner, cry in the corner, Girl, you better get up. Or fella, you better get up out the corner. Use that energy. It's called mental alchemy. So use Romans 8, 28. All things work together for all things work together for good for those that love the law. So even if they were insults, you can use the energy of an insult to fuel your passion. Oh, you think I can't do it? <laughs> well, I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna show you and you do it and you do it well. And when you rise, do not, oh, because it is so easy. When you rise, it is so easy to look down and say, oh, who's the sucker now? Oh, you were laughing at me and look at where I am. Don't do that. You know why? Do not allow the thing you dislike to corrupt you. Use the energy, but do not let the energy change you. Let the energy fuel you to get your task done, but do not allow the energy to taint you. Never do that because then you become. Uh, uh, uh. It's a fine line, isn't it? It truly is a fine line. So what can we learn from Laban seeing spots? What can we learn from him? See what it is you want to accomplish. He wanted to accomplish the blemished livestock. Yes, because that's what he was given. He was given the blemished and sickly. But he said sickly. That's how he turned it around. Mental alchemy. He was given the sickly. And he said, nah, you can keep that. But I will breed the strong, the robust with spots. So Sometimes when you're looking at things, they're not always as they seem. But if you look through the eyes of Laban, which is the eyes of man, you'll be easily deceived. 
But if you look through the eyes of the law, you'll see any illusion. Does that make sense? Let me look in the chat because shoot, I can see it out of my periphery scrolling up. I'm like, what am I missing? <laughs> what am I missing? Um, I'm looking for the questions. Queen Red Pill, yes, you never give up on something you really want. And and here's the thing, I I it is my desire for us to recognize the difference between longing for something. I must have it. If I don't have this thing, my life will never change. That is longing. That is desperation. That is, that is <sighs> pining. When you say, I want this, remember the livestock, he wanted spotted livestock. So what did he do? He created spotted livestock. He didn't wait for Laban to give him spotted livestock. He created them. So this is the difference. We don't pine. We don't hope. We don't plead. We don't beg. We don't supplicate. We create. He put the spots in front of those healthy livestock, which caused them to recreate spotted healthy livestock. He didn't wait. Laban had already given him something. Laban gave him the sickly, just like he gave him the ugly, right? But what did he do? He put in the work to make the ugly beautiful. Do you understand? Where was the beauty? Because the spots where the blemishes were, oh, unsightly. But where was the beauty? The strength that he recreated in them. They were robust. They were strong livestock. And he kept breeding them over and over again. So when he left Laban, he was on his way. He was a very wealthy man. So for you and I, we don't want something because we long for it. You don't sit and pine, pining. You ever seen somebody in a relationship and they're pining? They don't even have to be in a relationship, but they're just living their lives and they're just pining and hoping and praying. They begin to waste away. I don't know if you've ever noticed that in someone where they start to, wither away when you pine you cut off supply of what life so we are not let me say it to you this way in the world that we live in we were taught to hope for pine for beg for plead for supplicate for we were taught to do those things but if you pay attention to what's going on in the world, there are plenty of unhappy people because they are hoping and pining for something to change, thereby depleting their life force. But if you know, you do not notice Laban already said you have spotted livestock. Jacob already had it. And all he did was recreate more spotted livestock. He already had it. He didn't have to beg for it. He already had it. So it's not that he's wanting and longing for it. He's recreating it. He's wanting to create it. That is the difference. This is why the Buddhists tell you don't become attached. That longing is attachment. Oh, I must, I must have it. You, you are so attached to it. You don't even see that you're withering away. 
Because you're, it's like a ball and chain. It's like a noose. But that's not what we do. We create. We create. We don't pine for. I trust that makes sense. Let, let's clear that up right now because <laughs> it's not just that he wanted Rachel. He wanted to procreate <laughs> with Rachel. You understand. He wanted to create. Let me look in the chat. Oh yeah, hey, there's my link tree. Thanks, mixed genre. Hello, David, I see you. Yes, mixed genre, those negative thoughts. Use them to your benefit. <laughs> Don't let anything go to waste. I watched this guy called Spice, Spicy Mustache. He's um, he's British and he he's a gardener. And so every now and then he'll show you um, I was gonna say he shows you his shorts, but the YouTube shorts, he shows you like when you peel your carrots, what, he grows the, his carrots, right? So he can eat the skin, there's no pesticide. So he washes them, he peels them and that skin from the carrots, he makes chips with them. Puts them in the oven, seasons them and they come out nice and crispy. He says, no waste, nothing goes to waste. So your negative thoughts, they only appear to be negative in the very beginning, but look at them. They're out there egging you on and insulting you and throwing things at you and laughing at you. Take the energy. Take the energy. Allow it. Oh, yeah, that saying, sticks and stones may break my bones, right? Come on, man. Take the energy from those negative thoughts and you transmute it. How do you transmute? You, you take it from a negative into a positive. Oh, you'll never be anybody. I am already somebody. Oh, you'll never amount to anything. I am already doing something. Are you not? Are you not someone? Oh, you're ugly. Well, I heard that a lot. And everybody can't be beautiful, but I'm beautiful where it counts. As within, so without. So you see, when you start to live your life like that, you do not allow these apps to come along. I just had a thought of my bestie <laughs> because you know how we, 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 ex we experiment with these apps, right? And so allegedly there's this app online that makes you incredibly beautiful. And so one day she said to me, she goes, yeah, I, you know, I just wanted to see what it was like. But then all of a sudden the app ran out, like it stopped. And she goes, I saw myself and I was like, <gasps> and she says, that scared me. And I was like, what? Like, <laughs> and I said to her, what do you mean it scared you, but you're beautiful as it is. You don't, you don't need the app. She was, but you don't understand what the app does to you. The, and so now a lot of people are walking around out there thinking that they look like Gollum, right? After the app leaves. And I'm like, come on, man. If you cannot find the beauty in your own self, somebody's gonna come along and tell you that you're ugly. Because they can, because they know how it can get to you. And when they can get to you and tell you how ugly you are, you will do anything to be beautiful. And then they have you right where they want you. Are you a pawn? Are you a slave? No, you are a sovereign being. So if you spend the time to cultivate the beauty that is within you, because it is there. There's a movie that says that. Oh, that's just, you know, when people say, oh, there's beauty within. And then the line in the movie was, ah, that's just something ugly people say. <laughs> and I was just like, but there is beauty within you. 
If you spend the time to cultivate that, well, then those negative thoughts, I'm rubber, you're glue. Anything you say to me bounces off me and sticks to you. Like, hello, you have to be able to transmute those negative thoughts. And there's no negative thought louder than the one inside your own head. Isn't it though? Look at it. We can sit here and browbeat ourselves into next week. And then we sit in the corner and we wonder, <laughs> so we do, why? Come now, that is not your place. Use the energy from that to cultivate who you are. Use that energy to cultivate who you are so that you will move yourself further along your destination to your goal. That's what you're doing day in and day out. Questions. <laughs> Queen Red Pill, I don't know what you want me to say again, but <laughs> um, oh, hello, Sharina. Well, yes, Queen Red Pill, don't let the thing that you don't like corrupt you. You know, you hate it so much you become it. Ah. That's why you don't hate the thing. Look at the thing. How can you reshape it now? That's why they tell you if you stare into the abyss long enough, the abyss will stare back. Eh. <laughs> Angel spills. <laughs> You're so awesome. Um, sometimes the thought is if you don't receive it when the want is there, some people too. Well, that's true. And that's why I say like, when, when you're looking at the thing, you're not wanting it. You're wanting to create it. You already have it. The minute the image is here, you can recreate it. So when it feels like, oh my God, it's taking so long. I always refer people back to bamboo. Bamboo. What I want to know is, who was the farmer that discovered that bamboo takes four years to root before it shoots? That's the person I want to meet. What would inspire them? Listen, do you understand an empty field? You planted bamboo seeds. Those seeds begin to germinate within days, within a week. And they all they do is burrow downward. They don't do anything else. For four years, they burrow down. Four years. You're out there every day and you're watering, but there's nothing there. There's nothing that you can see to confirm for you that what you planted, you can't even go dig it up because you don't know where it, you planted the seed anymore because you've been watering it. And so now it just all looks like dirt. You don't know where a divot is to go dig. You have no idea. So what do you, what do you know? All you know is I planted bamboo. That's all you know. So you keep watering. You keep plucking the weeds because the weeds are opportunistic. There's nothing growing in the field, allegedly, to the naked eye. There's nothing growing there. So this is all about Rachel. There was nothing there. Seven years went by and he got the ugly sister. Yikes. He, let me tell you something. He had to put in the work, if you know what I'm saying. Can you imagine? The good news is it was dark in the tent, but I digress. 
So he had to put in the work. Sometimes the work you have to do is not all that pleasant, but you make do and you just get her done. You make do and you get her done. Now, how do you make do and get her done? You have to put your mind somewhere else. You see, we as people, we think that we don't know how to do this already. We think that we don't know how to change our thoughts already. But meet a man who doesn't, who is where he doesn't want to be. And you know he puts his mind somewhere else. So if you can put your mind somewhere else in that aspect, sexually, if you can put your mind there, <laughs> you can put your mind anywhere. Because you know as well as I know where you put your mind, your body must comply. Now, sometimes depending on what's going on in the body. It may not comply right away, but it does. So you have the tenacity already built in within you to keep watering that empty field. You know your neighbors are gonna come by and go, look at this dumbass out here, say so he watering an empty field. Is he crazy? Somebody should call the people so he can get a hug myself jacket. But you, regardless of what they say, you get up a little bit earlier and water just as the sun comes up, because you know nosy people don't get up with the birds. Oh, no. So you get up with the birds and get the work done so that when they come out looking for you, you're not there to insult. Listen, you've got to work smarter, not harder. But the thing that keeps you going is Rachel, because you know that's what you are creating every step of the way. You water that field. I was gonna sing, you plow that field. Lord Jesus, save me tonight. <laughs> Sorry. But you get what I'm saying? You put in the work. Put in the work. Because when you do what you love, it is not work, is it? But it still must be done. But it's not work. So. Uh, next genre, look at what you dropping in the chat. <laughs> but, but mixed genre, with the right inspiration, all things are possible. You have to understand, all things are possible. Don't worry, it'll move. On that note, let me take a sip of water because you, you, you are trying to <laughs> to bring out something mixed genre. Just hold on. My unladylike is showing. Let me tuck it back in. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's the thing, right? I want you to understand. Just like Jacob, you have within you tenacity. That's what my grandfather used to call me tenacious. When my grandmother said, oh, you're stubborn. He said, no, 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 no. She's tenacious. She's determined. And I'm like, well, that's, that's much better, isn't it? <laughs> it means the same thing. You are determined. You don't let go. That is what happens to you when you see your goal and you work towards it. Your goal pulls you forward. It compels you to act. And that's why 14 years went by. And he did what he had to do. Like I said, next, listen, when you are wanting to create something in your world, 
you'll remember that Jacob wanted to create a life with Rachel, but he had to do the undesirable. Tongue in cheek, he had to do the undesirable. Leah, sometimes we have to do the things that aren't necessarily beautiful, but they lead to a beautiful outcome. You don't want to get up and water and plow that empty field. But let me tell you something. You see bamboo? Once it sprouts, good luck getting rid of it. It had four years to burrow down to the depths, to anchor itself. So what do you think you are doing? You are just like that bamboo, your tenacity. It burrows down deeply so that you are not easily shaken. This is why bamboo bends. It is flexible because it took the time to root itself. This is why you have to take the time to root yourself as well. In what? The law. <clears throat> That's all I'm saying to you. My grandpappy mixed genre, of course he was amazing. He was absolutely incredible. I always used to say, if the title of God was not taken, I would have bestowed it upon him because he just thought about things, you know, he just really truly did. And he taught me how to think about things. Uh, I didn't know that's what he was doing. <laughs> I, didn't, shoot, I didn't even know that's what I was learning to do until all these years later. But that's the point. All of these Bible stories that he told me, they seem like stories. Oh, you can derive many a meaning from them, but we're looking for the law. So where are you? What are you doing? What is the thing that drives you? You must give yourself a purpose. Your purpose can't come from the outside, yeah? You must give yourself your purpose. What was his purpose? Rachel, something beautiful. He wanted to attain something beautiful. This is why when they describe Rachel, beautiful in form and face, with skin like milk, oh, hair like honey. I'm just making that part up now because it says she was beautiful though. But then when they say Leah was dim of eyes, that's the thing you're like, eh, eh, you know. I could, I could deal with that. But don't waste the energy. Use the energy to propel you forward. Use the energy to propel yourself forward. Does that make sense? Are there any questions? Ask your questions, if there are any, because we're encroaching upon that hour mark and I want to be cognizant of it because I was a little tardy today. So ask your questions away. But do you understand the whole purpose of that story? You have a goal and it is beautiful and you want to create that goal. The goal is there. The minute you say, this is what I want, you notice he said, oh, look, that. There she is. And all the what is that line from Air Supply? Um, the stars take aim at your eyes like a spotlight. 
Now that's what you call a lyricist. The stars take aim at your eyes like a spotlight. So when he saw Rachel in the distance, he was like, by golly, oh, that is the maiden I must have. Your desire, the thing you want to create is already there. He saw it, he knew what he wanted. He didn't beg Laban. He just said, fine, I'll work for you. Fair exchange is no robbery, I suppose. That's what he did. He did an exchange. Oh, I wonder what that energy exchange was. Causation, you say? Because he loved her, he worked so he could have her. Cause and effect. So you see, take your time. It's not a sprint, you know. It's a marathon. Trust me, it's a marathon. It is a marathon, this life that we have. And so, because 120 years is nothing to sneeze at. That's a long time. Take the time to know what it is that you want. Why? Because you already have an image. And if you have the image, it can be recreated. You don't want it because somebody can give it to you. You want it because you're creating it. You're creating it. That's what he did. And so the seven years with Leah was laying the groundwork and the foundation, the roots. He had to know how to be a man and run his own family. So he had to learn. And he watched and he learned to build himself up. And how did he build himself up? 10 sons and livestock. So he built himself, he amassed a fortune, right? I don't, he didn't even have any daughters. Uh, at least they didn't say, he just said he had sons, seed planters. So you understand, do not give up. Take a moment to sit and re-examine without judgment without judgment when you are busy judging you end up like laban you will only see the blemishes but when the good comes along that slightly that appears to be blemished you won't see it because you're blind so don't do that to yourself there's lots we can learn here look at laban and recognize that he gave away the best because he saw the illusion of blemish. Don't see the illusion of blemish. See what is hidden beneath the blemish. You can only see what is hidden beneath the blemish when you look through the lens of the law. Because when you're looking at law, you are logical, you are ordered. Whereas if you look through the eyes of emotion, which is the way of man, the way of humanity to look through that lens of emotion, uh, you've been working for seven years? Who do you think you are? You're vile. I'm, I'm leaving. I don't have to take this. I'm going home. That's what he would have said. And thereby left without having accomplished Rachel. He would have sinned then, as according to Neville Goddard, fallen short of the goal, not having attained it. Anyway, question. What do you do if you have too much external negative resistance that you cannot transmute the energy of? 
It's not outside of you. The life is not on the outside of the seed. It is on the inside of the seed. So look at what it is. Always get out your pencil and paper. I do this. You write down because you're using polarity. Where are you now? What are you doing? What is that thought you're having? How many of them are you having? List them. List them. And then read them. Okay. Because then polarity will ask you, where do you want to be and what do you want to do? So if you're looking at that negative thought, is that negative thought truth? Is it fact? Or is it just an old belief? Or is it a fear? Look at it. You'll see exactly. You'll see it for what it is. Remember the blemish. You'll see that thought for what it is. But you know what overwhelms us? I can't even talk. You see what overwhelms us? We look at it. And there's so many of them running around in our heads that we haven't taken stock of what they are. Write it down. Of course, negative or not, write it down. Is it fact? Or was it somebody else's opinion? Was it somebody else's belief? Is it fear? But what you're asking yourself is, is it fact? Is it law? Because that is the seed. And if you continually have that seed, you will continually reap that harvest. So you must know what you're planting. That's why you have to make note of what that thing is. What is that negative thought you have continually? What is it? Write it down and look at it. Is this law? Is it fact? Or is it just something I heard along the way? Is it something I'm afraid of happening? Put it in its place. So then when you see, oh snap. Oh, you know, I'm just afraid. Oh, I'm afraid of that thing. Okay. You're afraid of it. You've not been given a spirit of fear. The law does not give fear. How do you know the law doesn't give fear? Because the law tells you as within, so without. It gives you who you are. So it never gives you fear because fear is not mm, life. Fear takes from life. It does not give life, but it can take on a life of its own. Fear takes from life. It is not life. But if you keep feeding the fear, it will take on a life of its own. You have now created a Frankenstein. You have created a life from something you didn't want. Hmm. Does that make sense? So identify the culprit. Don't just say I have many negative thoughts. When it comes to mind, write it down and look at it. Look at it. What is it? Is it, are you afraid? Do you think you, you, yourself to be a failure? Well, then you have to look at where that insecurity is coming from because polarity is always asking you, where you are, where do you, want, where do you want to be? Always at the highest level. So when you see that thing that you wrote down, what is the highest level from it? And then now you can tell yourself, you know what? As within, so without. I am meant for better. I'm only afraid of that thing. But if I give into that thing, I'll never accomplish. And I want to accomplish. It is my right to accomplish. I am supposed to accomplish. And you know what? I'm going to accomplish either way. It is either I will accomplish what I set out to accomplish or I will continue to accomplish the fear. 
What do I want? And that is how you speak to yourself, to pull yourself up from the bowels of hell. I digress because I'm so dramatic, but you hear what I'm saying? You are always speaking to yourself anyway. So pretend to be Jacob. And your situation is Leah and you're like, get, damn, I'm, again, I'm here. Meaning he had to go into her at least 10 times. Oh, stop it. Are you supposed to see me? <laughs> he had to go into her at least 10 times. He persisted. He persisted until the job was done. He persisted until the job was done. I bet you will never look at that again in the same way. And you will persist until the job is done. So that you know when the job is done, you are one step closer to Rachel, your desired outcome that you are creating for yourself. Okay, good. Are there any more questions before I hand it back to Lance tonight? I'll take a sip of water and give you a moment to, to type. <laughs> Indigo King, look at you. <laughs> he in the chat talking about mic drop. <laughs> Indigo King, you're awesome. <laughs> Got me cracking over here. But I trust it makes sense to you tonight. You are meant for greatness. But that greatness is not imposed greatness. What do I mean? That greatness that you are meant for does not mean that George down the street is a multi-billionaire and, and your greatness has to be his. No. Uh-uh. Everybody has their own level of greatness. What is yours? Because if you spend your time looking at their level of greatness, you will not accomplish your level of greatness. But you see, we've been taught to compete Gladiators ready. I am not a gladiator. I do not compete. But I rise a little bit higher than I was yesterday. So you see, what is a value to you? What is a value to you is what will drive you to complete the task. So every time that I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna nail this one home because tongue in cheek again, because I have to. <laughs> you do the undesirable because it only appears to be undesirable. It only, listen, even though it may have been dark, I'm sure it felt sweet. You do the undesirable and get yourself towards the desirable. What is the undesirable? Getting up at the crack of dawn to water that patch of land where nothing appears to be growing, but the bamboo sure is putting out those spots in front of the sheep or whatever livestock so they could procreate spots so you could have them, that is doing the undesirable. Working for seven years, even though you, after you knew you were supposed to get what you wanted, working again, doing it again, that is the undesirable. But he did it. Why did he do it? Without complaint, how can we speculate? He ended up with a girl at the end. So he had to work for 14 years. He didn't give up, he didn't complain, he didn't cry about it. He just held on to the knowledge of, oh, this is gonna be sweet. And I bet you he took his time, but I digress. Lance, it is all yours. 
Hey, listen, I'm the person sweeping the floor, making sure toilet paper's in the bathroom, making sure people know how to get in and out. Listen, this is all yours. I'm your servant tonight. So (laughs) (laughs) that's right. That's right. Wow. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Like I said, we got fed tonight, but you know, it's one of those things where we're going to have to eat a little doggy bag because we can't wait until Monday. So we're going to have to do, do... with your morning uh, inspirations and, and just let everybody know who might not know who might be listening for the first time where else they can find you and not have to wait all the way until next Monday. Um, you can find me over at Positively Angela right here on YouTube. And uh, mixed genre was really quite awesome tonight. She put the link tree in there. And that has every single platform where you can find me. And mm-hmm. I'm online for morning inspiration every monday through friday 7 30 a.m eastern standard time and we you know inspire ourselves to get up and out the door in the morning and then on tuesdays we have we hit the bowl not in the way you think <laughs> i had to learn this because that's what i called it hitting the bowl because i have a tibetan bowl and we practice feeling a sensation in our bodies whether it be ease or relaxation to the sound of the tibetan bowl the vibration of that bowl that helps to soothe us and then uh i have law school going on right now so where we can learn the law it's also in my link tree where we can learn the law that's tomorrow at 3 30 because we're going over um the first part the hermetic philosophy we're going over that part tomorrow at 3 30 p.m eastern standard time and that's through my patreon but those are all the places you can find me hit me up on linktree it's the link is in the description and in the chat actually and you can find me on every platform there you can slide into my dms <laughs> and let me know let me know <laughs> Oh, wait, I'm just seeing Queen Red Pill. She says, you have a way of answering all the questions in my head without me asking anything. Uh, <laughs> that could probably mean I talk a lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, well, your talk is very effective. It's very nu- nutritional. See, some people talk and there's nothing to the words. Uh-oh. We don't, we, we don't want that. That's right. Mm-hmm. Oh, Indigo King, you're driving to work and listening in. Hey. That's nice. <laughs> that's nice. But yeah, that's where you can find me. And then here every Monday, Lance, I want to be able to link that. Yes. So that on Mondays, I can show them where to come to you to find me. Do I? Do you know how to do that? To co- Okay. <laughs> oh, 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 on this YouTube channel. Yeah. So they can, okay. Well, I don't know. No, no, it's directly on YouTube because we're on YouTube on my channel now. But we're also on two of my Facebooks, Twitch and Twitter. But the YouTube is what you want. Yeah. So come to the YouTube channel. Um, I'll as soon as I make the link, the YouTube page is created. So I'll send you the YouTube page also. Okay, so then I can mm-hmm. I can post that that and, and they can come here exactly. <gasps> you know what? I'll post. I'll post a link in my description. Right. So I can say Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Click on this link. It'll take them there. And then they'll see because they'll go on your channel and they'll see that I'm live. 
Exactly. Exactly. And I'll make sure to make the link that much earlier. So give you the next week's show ASAP and I'll do it later on today or tomorrow. And um, you'll have that fixed already. So you can share that where it can go directly there. Yeah. So yeah, that works out. But I won't do it the last minute. They may try to look for it. And so we'll do it. I'll do it earlier. Yes. Well, yes. that depends on me, too, to get the that's topic. True. To that's true. Um, but as soon as you get the topic to me, I'll set it up. But that's and then okay. you have it. I'm, I'm just going to post a link to your channel with Mondays, okay. 8 p.m. Okay. So they'll okay. every Monday they know they can find me there. And right. when they click on that, they'll see that you're live. Right, right. It'll be there. So yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That work. Yeah. Work. See, <laughs> every problem has the seed of a solution. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Even when you don't know it, it's there. So you, it's there for you to find. Yes, yeah, always. Yeah. See, that was nice. That's one law I always go by. Yes. That's, if I don't know any of the law, I've always known that one. But I <laughs> the next ones, you know? Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's I true. hear you. I hear Since you, you, here, you might as well have that link. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I'm still looking in the chat, just making sure I haven't missed oh. any um, questions. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, I'd like to know that we've answered them all. Yeah. So, McGenre, Anot, Broderick, D. Griffin, um, Queen Red Pill, um, Misty Versation. <laughs> yes. And then Sharina is here. Sharina Lofton. Yes, she sure is here. And I think that's everybody who's made themselves known in the chat. And so for the replay gang and everybody else who's not made themselves known, thanks for being here and spending time with Lance and I tonight. Yeah. And wow. having me be tongue in cheek most of the evening, but I couldn't help myself. It's Jacob and <laughs> Rachel. Yes. Shoot. <laughs> it's all yours, Lance. <laughs> all right. No problem. But like I said earlier, we all have to share or show our appreciation in so many ways to positively Angela because she is one of those people who raises the vibration and brings about healing, whether you know it or not. You know, when you plant a seed in the ground, we don't really know what's going on. We can see what's happening scientifically, but as long as we keep the conditions a certain way, we water it, we give it sun, not too much of anything, good, rich soil, it's going to grow. When you have a cut, we know what happens, but we can't do what nature does. So we have to cover it after cleaning it and make it stay that way clean as it heals. So positively, Angela, on so many different levels, she's a healer, she's an informer, she's a teacher, but she's... She heals you wherever you need healing, just by the things that she says. And she's not just a per person who's going to read something out of a book. She studied, yes, but she has the wisdom from having her hands on that type of life training from the womb. So she's made in a very special way. So let her permeate your subconscious mind when she speaks, because the healing that she brings is going to go right to where it has to go. And you were going to wake up feeling a lot better. And this is nothing fake. This is what she does. She takes joy in this. Look, Mrs. Scurve loves the garden, loves the plants. She takes joy in that. Yes. It's an extra bit of dedication and love talking to the bad boys like that. 
Me, I love doing this stuff. I love doing the shows, whether I'm on it or somebody else's. And I love to see people enjoy themselves and laugh and get wisdom and, and be elevated by the time they leave. So the people who are passionate about what they do, the real people, and I'll say positively, Angela, out of all the frauds that I've known in this world, you are the real thing and you to be appreciated. Aw, Lance, thank you. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> thank you, because authenticity is important. Like this morning, something just totally happened out of the blue on Twitter. I met a new person on Twitter and I, I said to him, well, slide into my DMs. Let me know, you know, like you can, you can talk to me. And so he sent me a message today and he, and he thought, at first he thought I was a recording. <laughs> right. Cause he didn't, he didn't know. And he didn't know it was really me. And, and so, right. but then he said some things, Lance, that I, I still have no true response for what he said mm -hmm. because it moved him in such a way but then when he spoke to me that moved me because he was moved and and i i just felt i was like wow like oh my goodness right. you know and it came at me and i i was so again it reinforced that i chose the right thing right just from just from what he said to me today. So like, holy, I, I've spent all day just. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you, you, you're going to shock yourself that way sometime because maybe you don't understand how immersed you are into this. It's muscle memory, but it's not just the muscle. It's your mind and your perception. Mm -hmm. And when somebody comes to you and they see, you can tell him things but when he bounced it back and said it to you. And now you had to come with a different angle. It was automatic. You understand? You may have had to think about it a little bit, but it was automatic muscle memory. It's like a fighter who trains repetitiously over and over and over. And when they're in the fight, they're not even thinking about what they're doing. The pop, 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 it comes back. Yeah. That's, that's what it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so you have that. And that's not just from reading. That's from being and living in this thing. Yeah. When many other people are not thinking the way you do, this is what you specialize in. You are a doctor. See, the doctor theoretically is supposed to study and know the body so much that when you go with an ailment, he's supposed to know. A mechanic is the same thing. Back in the days, you can drive up into the, to the shop, and as soon as he hears what's going on, you know you got a leak here, you know your transmission is about to go, and you're alternate. How did you know that? They do it so much, they know the sounds. Yes, they do. When you spirit and they come to you a certain way and just something from their essence will trigger off what they need. That's because of who you are as a healer. And you know by what comes at you and different people will come at you. You have a baseball player and a pitcher who's throwing all these knuckleballs, curveballs, fastballs. And if you're good as a person at bat, a split second will have them being able to adjust themselves and how they hit that ball out of the park. You just can't walk in the door and do that. You understand? It's like even me. I'm not giving myself props, but boom, there might be a person say, hey, I want to go online right away. I only got 30 minutes. I'm like, okay, let me make a banner. Let me make a link. Let me do this. Let me distribute this. And I'll be ready in five minutes. Yeah. Boom. Didn't even know what's going to happen. Knee jerk reaction because I've been doing this so long. With yeah. any area of expertise, that's what it takes. 
And this is what you do to the point where now you're even surprising yourself. I don't have any words, Lance. This is, this is a rare occurrence, okay? Like I've been, I've just been sitting there most of the day, like that, like I got problems. Like you see, and it's just, it just reinforced for me that I chose, I chose well. Right. You know? So yeah. All of all, all of your experiences, all the things you learn from. And it doesn't take long to figure it out and you'll pick the right thing. Sometimes it takes a little longer. You pick the right thing. Yeah. It's going to yeah. happen. Trust in that. Yeah. And it helps you to grow. You've expanded your reach now because of this. Mm. Because yeah. you, this was something similar. You'll know exactly what to say. Oh, wow. Did you see what Landon said? When you played catcher, I love seeing that ball change up, playing tricks and eyes for real. All about timing, rhythm, and reading. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like go. that's it. Really is like it's just one of those things. Yep. And I I live it every day. And like I told him, am I perfect at it? No. <laughs> but that's the beauty of when you know the law. You when you see where the imperfection is, you reshape. Right. You don't beat it up. You don't bust it down. You reshape and you come again. Like it's just one adjust. of those things. Yeah. You adjust. You really, truly do. And I just, again, I'm just absolutely floored. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much. You're welcome. Once thank you for having time. me. Oh, it's a pleasure. You make me who I am on this level. Everybody does who influences us. And there's a branch on my tree that belongs to you. Oh. And everybody here in the chat room, we, we, we're connected. Yes. Yeah. And when you realize that, you realize you're not alone. Mm -hmm. You realize that you're here for a purpose and we're part of a team that we help each other. Indeed we do. In, in visible ways or invisible ways, but that's just the way it is. Yes. So I'm just glad to be a part of this. Seriously. Thank you. I'm glad you're part of it also. <laughs> I like that. I'm glad you're keeps, part of it also. It keeps me young. It keeps me in the fountain. <laughs> All right. So yeah, get your rest. You've given so much and we appreciate it. We have our doggy bag. We have the doggy bag of the replay. So we ate at the wonderful restaurant. We can go back and listen to it again. You see? And I'm waiting for the uh, one for next week, whenever you have time, because I know you do a lot. And um. It's been my pleasure. And I know that um, that's the feeling of everybody else here. Yeah. Thank you all. It is <laughs> truly appreciated. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, indeed. Thank you, sweetheart. <laughs> much love. Much love.
Just 